You're listening to Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A. Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A brought to you by Blueprint MCAT. How are you doing today? Good. What can I help uh, you with? Friday. Yeah, it it is a Friday as we're recording this. What can I help you with? Yeah, so uh, I guess I had a big question about whether I should go to a master's program for my gap years. Okay. Or should I stay in the lab? So basically just gap year choices. Yeah. So uh, the situation for me is that uh, I got into a pretty good program. It's called the Master of Biomedical Informatics Program at Harvard Medical School. Okay. It was at the medical school, but it's just a master's program. Yeah. Versus I could have a choice to work. I'm from, I'm from UC San Diego, so I, I can work in my lab for two more years. Okay. Gap year. Yeah. And then I was really, really uh, just struggling about which one should I choose? Because obviously, obviously the master program would cost well over a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. Oh crazy. my god! I mean, it's Lord Harvard, have it's, mercy! Oh, who cares if it's Harvard? <laughs> like, oh yeah. I. So, all right, let's let's just leave tuition out of it. Um, okay. What is the goal of doing a master's in bioinformatics? Well, I like bioinformatics, and I think if I get to MD PhD I'll, or just MD, I'll be that'll be my research focus. Uh, okay, one of the area that I'm really interested in, and I guess yeah, that's just very interesting, and also the reputations. I guess also if I didn't get into medical school, and I'll at least have a master's program. Uh, I have a master's degree. Well. Do do you want to be a physician or do you want to be a bioinformatician? <laughs> I forget I forget okay. the name. Informati- informatician. <laughs> yeah, 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 correct. So, uh, I kind of want to be both, but I'll, well, you can I'll, be both, right? Bioinformatics both, is a is right. a, it's kind of a specialty of the medical field these days. Yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of want to be both because well, I I probably wouldn't give a research, and then because there's so much things to to work on there's so much things to create in the mm-hmm. field and but i also, also want to know about like what the patients want what what is actually the patients like gathering patient data through mm-hmm. the physician side and also i really like just like treating others sounds a lot more fun than doing okay. pure research for do sure. you get do you get clinical experience now yeah i started last year about volunteering at the hospital Okay. And but shadowing, I've been doing your uh, online shadowing. Okay. Sure. Thanks for the opportunity. But <laughs> yeah. Then yeah, you're welcome. It was really hard for me to get any shadowing because yeah. the program was suspended. Okay. So so the masters of bioinformatics is interesting because you're interested in that. Yeah. And it has the Harvard name attached to it. And it's a medical school. And what? And and he was at the Harvard Medical School specifically. Well, yeah, the like, the Harvard like name, it. the Harvard Medical yeah. School name, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Plus, versus I will earn money while staying in the lab. So yeah, versus what, what you're doing now, you're making money now. Yeah, working in a lab. Yes, getting experience. And what are you doing in the lab? Uh. Some rabbit studies. Okay. Some orthopedics. Okay. Uh, some knees studies. Okay. Animal. So 
if you're interested in bioinformatics, why not go find a, a informatics specialist at UCSD that you can shadow, potentially start doing some research with so that you're getting informatics experience now if that's what you're interested in? Yeah, well, I've been I've been doing informatics research also since okay. throughout my senior year. I okay. just graduated, by the way, and then uh, I I got like two papers published for bioinformatics, okay. and then I I mean I can I can work at the lab as well. But then uh, so fun fact is uh, I had this struggle when like a month ago, a month two months ago. But then by then I had to make my decisions. Finally, I I cho I, cho I chose to go to Harvard, but. Uh, I I was struggling. So. Yeah. Wait, so you're asking me a question you've already made the decision? I just think that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh well originally when I when I type on, type down my answers, when I type on the, my questions for you, that was still a question. Oh. time when you scheduled the meeting for me, it was after the decision. It was so after you made the decision. Okay. Yeah. So you're coming on, decisions already been made. All right, you spoiled it. You should have. You should have saved that for I'm later. Um, so it's it's interesting, right? The, yeah. the the tuition for me is is a non-starter. Like okay. that much tuition, it's not worth it for me. Okay, but that's my decision, right? right? And you have to weigh the decisions for yourself. Maybe you're in a different financial position than I am, and you're like, it's it's fine. I mean, it's a lot of money, and it's. It's okay. The, the ability to go to Harvard Medical School to get this degree may potentially open up some doors from you for you that will change the direction of your career. That's a potential. Yeah. Right? You also could go to Harvard. You, you could go to Boston and get hit by a bus the next day, right? right. You never right. know. So this yeah. is the part of this is the part of the the process that you you really don't know what the alternative is because you can only pick one thing. Mm -hmm. And and you move forward with that and and you'll never know what the alternative look like. So is as long as you're comfortable with the decision that you made, you're excited about it. It's what you want to do and you're not doing it to check some boxes or whatever. Great. That's awesome. And that's the fun part about this process. I think one of my goals is to get people to tell their own story and, and to be able yeah. to tell your own story, you have to live your own life. Right. And too many people are on Reddit on Student Doctor Network asking everyone else what life they should live. Mm -hmm. And and you made the decision for you based on the information you had at hand and said, OK, here's the tuition. Here's the pros and cons and uh, all of that stuff. And you said, I'm going to Harvard. Yeah. Great. Yeah. And how much do you think the math schools or why I apply to MD programs will see will see these degrees. For example, it's, it's not just a normal degree, I guess it's a medical related degrees, but it's also not a post-bac, so. It is not a post-bac, right? So it's not gonna be hard sciences. No. Do you need help with your GPA? Well, I, okay, so there's a little more back. I'm also <laughs> a little, not trying to- uh, Rewind. <laughs> yeah, I'm international students, okay. which I'm not sure if that's rare. I, I, I get it's pretty rare. It's not very rare. I talked to lots it's of international students. Yeah, uh, and uh, I 
I, I think you always need the best GPA or near 4.0 GPA for international students to get into any medical school. You don't have to. You, you, yeah, but it helps. You'll be great. Yeah. And then I have a, I guess, solid 3.8 or about. Okay. So your GPA is fine. Your GPA is fine. Sure. sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> your GPA yeah. is fine. So okay. will the masters help? Probably not. Okay. From a GPA, so you, it, you can't really help a 3.8. Your, your GPA is fantastic. Okay, so it's more like I can talk more about my story, my interest. Yeah, it'll it'll be about your interest. You're doing it, and, and this is, again, live your life for you, not mm-hmm. for the medical schools, not for the admissions committee. You led with and talked about your interest in informatics. Okay. And so yeah. it makes sense that you're interested in studying more about informatics. So you have this program. You're not doing it to improve a GPA, even though if you get A's, it's going to help in some way, potentially, just to show more coursework uh, and, and a good GPA from Harvard Medical School. Um, and and but But at the end of the day you want to be learning about informatics because that's what you're interested in. So that ultimately is what's going to matter the most because someone at an admissions committee will, will be their hospital's informatician. Mm-hmm. Inf, inf, I always forget the name. Uh, their informatics specialist. I've had a couple informatics specialists on, on specialty stories. If you haven't heard those, you should go oh, listen great. to those. Yeah. So specialty stories is my podcast version, basically, of e-shadowing. Okay. Um, and I've had a couple informatics specialists on, on, um, okay. on specialty stories. So the, the fact that someone out there will look at that and go, oh, this is really cool. That's obviously my passion, too. I would love to talk to you and, and see what your interests are. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's exactly my thought. After like, when I was deciding, I watched a lot of your YouTube videos, and then you always mention about talking about my own stories instead mm-hmm. of trying to sell myself. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I guess along with that, uh, that means that I would have two more years of research. Okay. I've been doing research since my freshman year actually. So by the time I apply, it will be like five years of research versus yep. only two years of clinical experiments. Uh, experience. I know that will be, I guess that will be great for MD PhD programs mm-hmm. that apply to. But for normal MD programs, how do I make it sound less like researcher, more of a clinician? You you don't. So this is again, you yeah. you listen to some of my advice about being yourself, but you're ignoring being yourself for this question, right? Mm-hmm. You you can't hide who you are. Who okay. you are is someone who has a lot of research experience. And that's going to come through on your application, whether you're applying MD, PhD, or just MD. Okay. And, and, and you can't be apologetic about that. That's just who you are. That's what your interests are. And that's perfectly fine. Okay. So, so as long as you're getting the clinical experience, shadowing, et cetera, that shows you're passionate about patient care too, mm-hmm. and making a difference in patients' lives directly, not just indirectly through research, sure. then I, I don't think you'll have any issues at all. I see. Okay. Yeah. So uh, for shadowing experience, if I only have online shadowing, do you think that would be a disadvantage? Yeah. Definitely. Okay. Well, not definitely, but I think it, it will. Okay. How, how Especially much? if you're not applying for another year or so. Like okay. we're, we're at a stage of the pandemic where th- there are plenty of opportunities to shadow in person. You may have to ask 20, 30 people, but 
You can find Shadowing. Okay. Yeah, I'll I'll try my best. I think there are plenty in Boston. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, okay. Sorry. Give me one second. Yeah. So can I ask you also some question about the MCAT? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I plan on taking the MCAT. I already scheduled for the MCAT August the 27th. So, but then I'm also taking summer courses. So I have less than a month. August 27th of this year. So next month. This year. Yeah. Next month. But if you're doing a master's program that's two years long, you'll apply a year into it. So you're not yes. going to be applying until next year. 2024? No, I'm, I'm going to apply next year. So when when is the master's program starting? Like next month as well? Uh, actually, yeah. Next next semester, right? The the fall yeah, of twenty twenty two as yeah. we're recording this, mm-hmm. so twenty twenty two twenty twenty three. Okay, so so you'll start and apply. Got it. Okay, so you're applying yeah. next year, taking the MCAT August of this year. Got it. Okay, yes. I just wanted to make sure. I just wanted to make sure the timeline works so that you didn't take the MCAT too early so that the score expires if you had any issues. Oh yeah, yeah. I- I think I'll be fine. Yeah. I'll, I'll be applying next year. So. Okay. Yeah. But but then I'll have less than a month to study. And then... Have you been studying or no? I tried, but... <laughs> I mean, try. Yoda I'm says, doing... try not. Do or do not. <laughs> yeah. I, I, <laughs> do or do not. Yeah. There's no try. <laughs> there is no try. Yeah. I left okay. the end out because everyone knows the end. Um, yeah, yeah. Why haven't you been studying? I've been taking all and uh, all the pre-med courses, but okay. I'm bioengineering bioinformatics major, so I okay. to take thirteen more courses. Okay, so you're busy. Like, I'm quite busy. Also taking like doing research, but then okay, but you've graduated uh, now. I just graduated. You just graduated, and now you have a month or so before the MCAT. Have you taken the diagnostic? Yeah, that was pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad for everyone. Don't yeah. worry. Um, uh, yeah, so I mean, if I were in your shoes, I I would just push back the MCAT. There's no reason to take it next month, right? Yeah, I was scared of not doing well as well. Yeah, obviously, you're not going to know what your master's program kind of requirements and and schedule are going to look like, or rigor is going to look like, right? Mm-hmm. It it could be super busy. It could be very tolerable. Yeah. Uh, and so potentially reach out to some students who are there yeah. and say, hey, if I want to take the MCAT March of next year, kind of in your spring semester, what does that look like? Okay. Ask the program. Maybe they'll have some information for you. you go, oh, yeah, yeah, no. Uh, every student here takes the MCAT during and they're fine and they're not super stressed. Yeah, I, I talked to a student already. Okay. Uh, on the same program, she she was also taking the MCAT during the Christmas break. Okay. So in, during the New Year's, June, something like that. She said, I, "I don't think she has time to to study it that much throughout the school year." So I I guess if I push it back, that will be quite similar to the situation right now. With but just- potentially, and I'll I'll I'll. I'll- tell you to just take one person's experience with a grain of salt because okay. you don't know what type of student she is 
Exactly. She may yeah. be someone who needs to study all the time to do well. She may be mm -hmm. so so try to get as many experiences as possible, kind of big picture. What does it look like? Okay. Because half of the people may say, oh, it's totally doable. The other half will be like, oh, no, it's too much. So you just, you never know. And then mm -hmm. you have to then take that and integrate it into who you are. Right? Okay. It sounds like you're a pretty good student with everything that you have going on with a 3.8 GPA. And you I, may I have to work that. really hard to do that. <laughs> Yeah. But but maybe that's doable with the masters and MCAT. Okay, but then there's no point taking it though at the end of August. Not that there's no point. There's no point in adding that much stress to you. Okay. Mm -hmm. To only prep for one month and not needing to take it in August because you're not applying until next year. Okay. Now, if if you kind of take a step back, again, live your own life. If you take a step back and go, when I'm in Boston and I'm in my master's degree, I only want to focus on my master's degree. I want to take the MCAT now. And if you look at your schedule and look at everything else, you can kind of clear off your schedule and only focus on the MCAT for a month. It may be very doable for you. Okay. You, you, have, to, you have to do that self-reflection to see okay. what, what is best for you in that situation. Okay, yeah, sounds good. Thank you so much for this, for this advice. I think, I, think I'll, I think it'll be best for me to just delay it. I've been really, really stressed, like yeah. 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. schedules. Yeah, that, that is a lot. When, when you are ready, what you can do, go to blueprintmcat.com, okay. create a free account if you haven't already, and use their study planner tool, which is part of their free account, just yep. to see what it may look like. To say, hey, what does a one-month study schedule look like? Is this doable? Is this not doable? And then go and, and make a six-month and just which one which one feels better to you? Yeah. I mean, I've been, I've been using theirs. Good. I've been using their tools. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, so can I ask you another question? Yeah. Uh, uh, so I think in my experience, uh, I've been talking to other students as well, medical students as well. They said that uh, I might need some clinically related community volunteering experience for example like local i guess local clinics mm -hmm. to help out or just help out with the community with like minorities and people but then i feel like i'm checking the box again if i, yeah. if, I if i like force myself to do it yeah the, the things that i worry about the most are do you have clinical experience now clinical can be can be paid or volunteer so clinical doesn't have, you don't have to have, if you're a nurse, for example, you don't have to also then go volunteer in some sort of community health clinic. You don't need to do that. Clinical is clinical, paid or volunteer. That, that doesn't matter. And then shadowing. I want to make sure you're getting some shadowing. Okay. On top of that, then there's research, which you're fine with, and I think is overrated for most pre-med students. There is um, normal non-clinical volunteering, like going to the homeless shelter, going to a soup kitchen, going to doing Habitat yeah, exactly. for Humanity stuff. Again, those are nice to haves. It's, it's great as a person to go do those things, to, to kind of fill your heart with joy and, and just contribute to your community. Yeah. There are some medical schools that want to see that. But again, from a overall... Most medical schools, you'll be fine if you don't have much of that, if any. Okay. So I don't need to try too hard. To, to, you're to you're very busy as it is, it sounds like. Okay. Yeah. 
Sounds good. Thanks. Uh, also, uh, before for applying, uh, how about what if I'm missing like one or two courses? That's fine. Yeah, you you just need to make sure that whatever classes you're missing, you can take before you matriculate. So it's okay. it's completely normal just because a traditional application timeline, students mm -hmm. are applying end of junior year yeah. when they still have a year of classes left to take and some of those classes are prereqs. So the, the far majority of schools, I think there was one school and I, I forget what school it was at this point, but there was one school I think that I saw where it's like you have to have your prereqs done before you apply. But that's that's not the norm. Okay, sounds good. Yeah. Uh, last questions. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for answering all those questions. Yeah. And then, uh, so in my applications, should I emp should I heavily emphasize my interest in bioinformatics and computer science, or should I just like talk about? Like what I have what I have been doing, and then kind of let them to know, let them to guess like my interest in bioinformatics because I think that would be a shiny point for me, like distinctions. I'm not sure. I'm just wondering. Yeah. So I my general philosophy is there's nothing that you're gonna put on an application where somebody goes, oh my gosh, I've never seen this before. Sure. Right. So there are lots of students interested in bioinformatics at this point, and yeah. so. The, the fact that you have been doing it, you're doing research, your degrees in it, you're going to have lots of courses around it, that alone will show your interest. So when you put on your activities, research and bioinformatics, you're going to talk about those passions there in the activity section. Okay. You don't need to then go and add other stuff that's like, oh, by the way, blah, 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 right? Again, just tell your story. That will come out naturally. Okay. Just one question that come out of my mind. I love it. You mentioned you in other uh, podcasts or videos, you mentioned about uh, shadowing as long as you have like 20, 40 hours, mm -hmm. they'll be all right. No more than that. Uh, should I aim to do at least like 20, 40? Because some physicians only have you for like a day and mm -hmm. that's it. Yeah, <laughs> and get, then... get what you can get. Consistency okay. and recency to me are very important. So if you can get like a half a day every few months, that's great. Okay, cool. Sounds good. Yeah, that's all the questions I have. Well, thanks for coming on and, and good luck with the move to Boston and, and your time uh, hanging out in the Harvard Medical School area. Yeah, thank you. I'll, fun fact, I'll also be living with all the medical students. And that's awesome. Be, I think they'll be stressful. Maybe you can participate <laughs> in their, their kind of annual parody song competition. I'll, if I, if you don't know what that. that is, go go onto YouTube and do Harvard Medical School parody uh, parody song. Oh, I see that. They're yeah, yeah. they're they're they're, the one they're big with that. Like Stanford and then Stanford rules back. And yeah. Stuff like that, right? Okay. Cool. You got it. <laughs> Thanks so much, Doctor Gray. Thank you so much for joining me here on Ask Doctor Gray Pre Med Q and A. Did you know that we record these live on Facebook at 3 p.m. Eastern on most weekdays? Search for Medical School HQ on Facebook and like the page to be notified. Don't forget to check out our amazing Facebook group, The Hangout, at medicalschoolhq.net slash group. 